Yeah, man. What's cracking in, everybody? What's cracking in? <laughs> What's happening, everybody? I hope you guys are doing well. I'm back. Like always, sorry for the delays, but a lot of shit's been going down the motherfucking turnpike. Yeah, man. Um, right here, live from Vegas. Las Vegas! That's right, I'm over here featuring for my friend uh, Edwin San Juan at the uh, V Theater at Planet Hollywood. Uh, I've been here since uh, Monday the 28th, and uh, last show is going to be Sunday tomorrow, so it's Saturday today. So it's pretty stoking. Um, real quick, uh, sponsors, uh, always, the uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control Services. You can find them on Yelp. Uh, they're in Los Angeles. Uh, you can call area code 323-221-7666. Ask for Armando or Irma, and they will hook you up to take care of roaches, Betty bugs, ants, spiders, and uh, what other uh, pest control needs you guys uh, may need. And they're on Yelp, so check them out. And uh, other than that, that's about it, man. That's our sponsors. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Um, dude, just been feeling fucking tired as fuck and beat the fuck up. Uh, and i just getting over a little fucking stomach flu, man. I fucking ate a bullshit-ass burrito. I don't know what it was, dude. But uh, it didn't sit well with me, man. I woke up in the morning, dude, just fucking puking this fucking past uh, Tuesday. So, I, you know, I've been feeling like fucking shit. You know, so I apologize. I haven't even been on fucking social media or any of the shit. So, um, yeah, man, fucking um, nevertheless, you know, <laughs> that's pretty much what's been going on with me on uh, just like, you know, feeling like shit or uh, letting you guys know why I haven't uh, posted the podcast. Um, I just don't I, don't I don't like feeling all sickly and shit and uh, and uh, to the curb and then like, you know, forcing something, you know, when it's not uh El Natural and shit, and uh, I missed the uh, What's Up Full podcast uh, this week. It was uh, it was with Little uh, Willie G, and um, I was already um, you know Felipe already knew um, that we were uh, I was gonna come out here to Vegas, and I know there's a lot of people going, "Where were you at, dude? You only had one job." It's like, uh, yeah, uh, I said it uh, when I plugged the shows for Vegas last week that I was gonna be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good, man. Check out the What's Up Full podcast. Check out the Enchilada Casserole podcast with Lisa and Felipe. And uh, they're available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes. But uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling fucking good now. And one of the really, uh, really, one of the really, one of the real reasons I feel really, really good on top of, uh, on top of, uh, on top of, uh, on top of, uh, <laughs> there we go again, fucking, you stuttering mutt you, on, on top of, uh, <laughs> there I go again, what the fuck is going on, what the fuck is really going on, uh, on top of uh, it all, is, um, dude, I went to the Sequoias, man, hell yeah, man, I went up to Sequoia, first time, um, First time I've been out there in uh ever. I've never been to the Sequoias. I mean, I've all, I've been on the road since I was 15 with a band called Voodoo Glow Schools. Um, you know, just fucking selling merch. Uh, you know, fucking counting uh tickets. You know, roadieing, and um, you know, uh, with a clicker, just seeing how many people come into the show. That way, you know, their bonuses and all that shit. So that was always cool. And then I went with places uh, with my parents and shit. Um, but other than that, like, never been. Uh, anywhere oh also as a comedian traveling but i've never been like anywhere like as an adult or like even with a girl <laughs> no <laughs> and um it was cool man we uh we planned this trip me and my shine and um it was uh to sequoia uh to go check out um you know the sequoias and shit right there at a uh, um at the uh in the sierras 
at the national parks there. We, uh, and you know, the coolest thing, I mean, by far is just going out there. And also too, like the little history involved there. I mean, we got, we stayed outside, uh, a Sequoia about an hour and out right there in Lindsay. And it was right there by Visalia. And I've been with Visalia many times doing a uh, standup and stuff. So it was cool. You know, took the five to the 99 and, uh, broke off, uh, and went up there and it was, it's, it's weird because, you know, you can always say, Oh, something's really beautiful or, Oh my God, it's breathtaking. But, uh, I've been a big bear. Okay. And it's cool. And it's awesome. When you drive up there, I went with my nieces, I think on the 4th of July and uh, it was cool. And it's dude, I've been going there since I was a kid, but it's just a little bit different. It's like, I mean, stress compared to like bomb ass weed. <laughs> and, uh, we drove up there, man. It was pretty breathtaking. It was really, really cool. And just the scenery, you know, and we, uh, like just one of the, on just, you know, stopping on, you know, um, one of those little plateaus where there's parking, you can, you know, just take pictures and stuff. And then there was a little thing, uh, a little trail that went down to this Creek and we walked down there and we had fun. We're all skipping rocks. It was, it was cool. It was chill. And you can just hear the water flow too. And also fresh water, like you can stick your hand down into the water and it feels like, Oh my God, it's like, it's not like the chemically uh, treated water we get when we take a shower at the house, you know, it's like, you know, mad purity. And on the way up there uh, from Lindsay up to the Sierras, we seen a little, um, it was pretty much just woodworking, uh, old, uh, John Muir, uh, 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 carving. It was pretty badass, man. It was just his face. And then, you know, the, the year he was born, 1838 to 1914. And, uh, if you guys don't know who John Muir is, he's pretty much, uh, he, he was a Scottish ancestry. He was a Scottish naturalist and a preservationist. And, uh, he's one of the reason why our national parks are even that, uh, bigger. And, uh, he was also known as John of the mountains, a Scottish, uh, American, uh, naturalist, like I said, um, beforehand, uh, an author an environmental uh, philosopher and an early advocate for the preservation of, uh, wilderness in the U S man. And, um, and I remember, uh, learning about him in, uh, in college in the history of uh, California and, uh, in, uh, under those pretenses. And, uh, he has letters, essays, and books telling of his, uh, adventures in nature, especially in the Sierra Nevada of California, which I believe he fell in, uh, uh, in love with, um, in the Sierra Nevadas of California and Nevada. And, uh, it's been read by millions. He's pretty much in essence, a legend in that feat. And, uh, his activism helped, uh, preserve the adventures in nature. Um, especially in, uh, Yosemite Valley, Sequoia National Park, where we went, um, on the first day and other wilderness areas. And, um, the Sierra Club, which he founded is a prominent, uh, American conserve conservation, um, uh, organization, and uh, he has a John Muir trail. I mean, we didn't go on it or anything. Um, and that was uh, that's in the Sierra Nevadas, and that's named in his honor. And uh, yeah, man, it was a uh, really really cool. There's like a college name after him as well too. And uh, and even back in Scotland, there's like a a hundred thirty mile uh, route uh, that's named uh, in the honor of him. So that was really really cool. So uh, shout out to John Muir. <laughs> And it's 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 really beautiful, man, to see that stuff up close and personal like that. And uh, as we kept climbing the hill, um, we stopped at the Tunnel Rock, and that was cool. Um, the crew didn't want to get, walk up on the tunnel; they were a little scared, but it was all good. We just took pictures under the tunnel. And a uh, shout out to that fool that uh, <laughs> they left that comment on uh, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> whatever happens in the tunnel stays in the tunnel. 
<laughs> that was funny. Uh, so yeah, man. And um, and the coolest thing, one of the coolest things about um getting there is, I mean, on top of the drive, which is just beautiful, just you know, it's pretty, it's pretty breathtaking. Uh, to be quite uh honest with you, uh, we didn't get to go to the um, we went to Tunnel Rock, but not the Tunnel Tree because that's like closed off, uh, during the um the uh winter uh, months it's open during uh during uh summer i believe so uh, that's what we were told um we didn't go out seeking it out but i'm sure it makes sense but uh the biggest feat was the uh the general sherman tree it was a giant sequoia and it's pretty much the biggest tree on the planet planet by volume and uh largest known living uh single stem tree on earth and uh that was that was that was uh enormous and that was uh it was pretty pretty big to see that like and it's funny because you don't it is super super huge when you walk up to it I and mean, just just the branches alone it's just like a tree coming out of a tree uh, and but what what really makes it super enormous is when you see that picture of you uh next to it once you look at your phone and uh that's when you start going god damn this shit is huge and that was uh named after the uh union uh uh, general, uh, Civil War uh, General uh, Sherman Tecumseh, and uh, yeah, so it's a uh, enormous tree. It was bitching to see it, man, just right there, you know, just alone. I mean, uh, the dimensions, the height above base is like 275 feet. Uh, circumference at the ground is like 102, and maximum uh, diameter at the base is like 36 uh, feet. And uh, yeah, it was it was it, and it's 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 a trip because there's another. There wasn't that one. You can't walk up and touch it. Even though some people were going in there, but they're saying there's signs that say, hey, don't mess with the vegetation, you know, it, it, that way you can prolong the tree life. But there's these other one that had like a little notch in it that we went to and took pictures at. And it, it was a trip because you touch them and it's kind of spongy, but it was pretty cool, though. So, yeah. And um, yeah, it was fucking really, really fucking cool, man. And uh, it was one of the other things, too. We got a little bit of snow up there um, on the first day that we just played with. It was already there. And then we, you know, it was getting dark and, you know, we headed back. But it was one of the other things that I really, really enjoyed about it was the, the air. Like, you know, just breathing the air. That that just, I mean, right there. I, couldn't, I, I can't explain it. I'm kind of like stuttering in a sense trying to tell you guys. But it was really, really refreshing. It was like it fed, it fed my blood. It was just like, you know, sucking in that air and like letting it out. It was uh, really, really, really cool, and it felt good, and it was like the perfect uh, chilliness, the perfect uh, coldness. It was super cool, but the f finally, we didn't see any wildlife. I think we saw a squirrel, and then on the way back down, we uh, saw a, a, a deer, uh, a, a doe, and a baby doe and, a, and the mom deer, and that was super cool because the little baby deer was all hiding behind a tree, and the mom was just out there just looking at us, just like chewing on her little uh on her little leaves and just like looking at us with her eyes and you can see her ears move at the sounds of what's going on and then she got down to the road and she like you know uh started stepping on the asphalt but like with sheer confidence it was like she was like a runway model or something and you can hear the little hooves uh hit the little asphalt it was super super cool and that to me was like probably um next to the tree like in the air was probably the best part of uh, being in the sequoias just see nature right there right in front of your face and then the little uh the little baby doe followed because she's I mean, where's she gonna go you know she has to follow her mom and it's a trip you feel their little steps we were in a inside of the vehicle when they were going across the road and looking back at them but uh that was that was super super cool man so yeah man i just thought i'd share that with you guys <laughs> so shows 
Uh, I'll be at Club Bahia on uh, December 9th. That's right there uh, where Martin Rizzo and his uh, in his uh in his uh mom uh, his mom and dad met and had him you know right there at club bahia in uh, echo park and that's going to be part of the comedy pop-up show i think joy medina's on that show monique uh marvez and a couple other comics so uh, check it out i'll be posting that and uh we're going to be in sacramento december 10th with felipe esparza one night only and it's going to be two shows with uh, toby hicks and myself hosting and that's going to be at harlow's uh, restaurant and nightclub right there in uh, Sacramento and you can get tickets at harlows.com and then harlows is spelled h-a-r-l-o-w-s.com and I believe tickets are sold out but nevertheless you can check that's what somebody told me on uh, Facebook uh, last night and also my show at a uh, flappers comedy club in uh, Claremont uh, California that's still going down on a December 29th and that's uh, going to be at uh, 8 p.m. and you can get tickets at uh, flapperscomedy.com and it'll be myself Johnny Roque and uh, Gracie Armijo and a special guest of course and uh, other than that that's it man thank you very much for listening uh, this uh, next uh, comic that I'm going to be uh, speaking with her name is uh, Gracie Armijo she's been on the what's up full podcast and she's pretty much known me since I've started doing comedy she stopped doing comedy for a while and uh, she's back in the game and it's just a different um, perspective on uh, stand-up comedy as far as uh, as far as it goes because she's uh, you know she's an older lady I mean shit, she's old enough to be my mom <laughs> but she's really cool she's Latina and it goes to show like you know the perseverance perseverance <laughs> there i go like over here like remnants of still being sick over here the perseverance of uh people in the game doing comedy and trying to make it happen dude so uh hope you guys enjoy this i know you guys are gonna enjoy this and uh ladies and gentlemen i present to you uh gracie armijo yeah man But hey, what? But so, hey, I was like in the, I was the treasure in the Mecha Club. I even, <laughs> you I were even, in the Mecha Club? Yeah. I even so have, you were like representing, so, all right, you, all right, you, where you, where'd you guys, you guys grew up around here or where? Yeah, I actually grew up in, uh, I went to Gar High School, not Garfield, Gar High School. And what city is that in? It's kind of Artesia Cerritos area. So, all right, so Cal, it's still LA, LA County, right? Oh yeah, it's still LA County. So you said when you were a kid growing up, it wasn't about being Mexican or like Chicano or none of that stuff or? Oh no, it wasn't like that at all. We all just all got along and. Was there, what was it just mainly the Mexican kids and white kids? Yeah, we all just mixed. Was there some brothers in there too or no? Very rarely. Oh, very, very, very. You can rarely. see them. You would notice. Oh like yeah, yeah. One I, in the school or something think, like that? Yeah, I think when we went to junior high school, there was only a couple, a brother mm -hmm. and sister and that was it. And that's the first time you ever seen any black people? No, no, no. Because when I at was- At school though? No, at school. Yeah, yeah. So in elementary school, it was always just like Mexican and white? Yes. Or in, what did they call Mexicans like in those days? Did they call you Mexican or did they call you Hispanic or what did you hear? Or what did your parents say too? Well, you know what? To call yourselves. They, my, you know what? My mom used to, we would watch like American Bandstand. And my <laughs> mom would go, oh, there's some Chicanos on there. And I really never knew what she meant by that. And like, but did you notice it was like, you know, like Italian looking dudes or something or what? Who was it? What, do you Just remember some what Latin artists? people that were on American Bandstand. Nobody in particular, like, you know, no, no, Freddie no. Fender or nothing like that. No, no. She's talking about the people dancing. Oh, I thought like the dancing. fucking guests. No, 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 no. Dancing, dancing. But back then there wasn't really no Latinos or Hispanics on TV, right? Or whatever you want to call it. Mexican-Americans and stuff like that, right? No, no, no. Besides what, like what, Cheech in the movies? No, actually the first ones I think was Freddie Prince. Oh, really? Chico yeah. and the Man, that's the first time you've seen like a Latin dude? Yeah, 
actually on, it was on, on, on TV. the telly. Yes, on the television. And what happened uh, as far as so you guys were growing up here in uh, this area, but there was not too many or you had your family too, though. Is that the only ones you knew or like what was the distribution as far as like percentage goes? Oh. Was it 50 50 or was it more white? Oh, no. Oh, that you asked me kind of like a math question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, all right. Generally speaking, then generally speaking, there might have been like. What was the the, the dominant? Who, who was dominating? Oh, it was probably the Caucasians. Really? Back then? Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be. And uh, what oh, wait, was maybe not? You know what? I got to tell you, maybe not because maybe I would say 50 50 really? now that I'm thinking about it now because, you know, yeah, I would say 50 50. And how about as far as Spanish speaking? Not too much. Um, we well, you know what? We all spoke English. Nobody ever spoke Spanish. Really? Okay. Not even like the keywords like orale or nothing like that? No, I mean, people say a or whatever, but no one ever spoke Spanish. Like my parents spoke Spanish, but they would speak Spanish. So we wouldn't know what they were saying. Did they tell you that later? Or is that how you, or that how you guys were raised? Oh, or? that's how we were raised. Like my mom would say like certain words in Spanish, like cojon or like toaita <laughs> or something like that, you know? <laughs> And it, and the funny part is like we'd go Give me the it, napkin. No. Yeah, I, you know, and I was thinking as a washcloth, right? But when <laughs> I would go to someone's house and cuz we had what we did when we were younger, we had always had slumber parties. The girls would With always the neighborhood kids? The neighborhood kids. And, and I mean the girl your friends from school. And you, for someone's birthday we'd all go to slumber parties and then we'd do the Ouija board and <laughs> you know, get ourselves all scared. It was like and, the wonder years, huh? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, come on, it was the 60s. All right. And uh, and what's up with your folks? They spoke Spanish. Where they were they from originally? Actually, Albuquerque. Both of them? Oh, uh, New Mexico. And because I, you're always like you know like it was in the tamales, but I know you every now and then you fuck with the uh, with the green sauce or whatever. Oh yeah, because I'm the like, green chili. Oh yeah, the New Mexico green chili. It's I, like seasonal. Really? And yeah. I all right, and I don't really like them too much. And this is the only reason I don't is because those it seems like I've only gotten them on, on burgers, but it seems like it's uh, they're cold when they put them on there. Well, you know what? You're that talking really, about, wait, wait, you're talking about Ortega chili. That is not New Mexico oh, chili. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm confused then. Yeah. New Mexico chili is only comes out like in September, October, around that area. And what do you mix and it? And it's or really how, hot. How do you mix It's really hot. Really? Really, really hot. Dude, I've been like getting spiced up this last couple of weeks to the point where like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be eating hot shit anymore. Yeah. you And these, <laughs> they roast. I mean, people will stay an hour for like four hours in line just to get New Mexico green chili. And what? And all right. So, what what form is it made? Like carne con chile type stuff, or what? Um, you, or you know with what? Pork or what? People make it in kind of different ways. Like I would actually, um, my mom would have cut it with potatoes, uh-huh. and she'd put some maybe hamburger meat and some green beans, and then throw the chili in there, and you know, with the water and whatever, and it would be kind of soupy, and then put some jack cheese in it, and it's just so good. It just has a different flavor. And that's like, I mean, like as far as like that's like Mexican American. That's like pocho food, right? That's like the stuff that um, kind of like you know. It predates like Taco Bell and Del Taco, huh? Well, you know what? Like I was raised with chili, but my chili, my mom's chili was from New Mexico. Right. So it was like red chili, like white red chili, just red chili Your like mom's. a sauce. Yeah, she would make it. So like for uh, chips, you can dip it in No, chip. it was being like, it was kind of like a pico pico sauce. I mean like, like maybe. Like pico de gallo sauce? No, no, it wasn't even like that. Like, I didn't even know what that was until I was like in my 30s. Really? Somebody brought it to work and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I never had this. Because I didn't grow up that way with that kind of chili. Okay. And it was, you know, it was pretty good. The 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 chili that you later discovered, but the stuff yeah. that your mom was making, what was she making with the green chili, like uh, with the New Mexico green chili? Um, well, New Mexico green chili, we just, you know, 
put it I like I'll put it in rice and it'll just make a good spice in the rice. Add, and, add a little kick to it? Yeah, add a little kick. It just has a different taste. I can't explain it. It's just really good. I've been in New Mexico a couple of times and I've tasted it, but I've never been like again, I can't really explain it to you because it's like not that I'm just looking at like, eh, whatever, I'm just gonna eat this shit real quick. So like, cause I'm I'm one of those motherfuckers, I'll eat gas station food, it's cool. <laughs> Deep fried burritos <laughs> and shit, nachos. <laughs> but um what else was your mom making with it? She would actually Because um, what what's that shit come from? Indians? Or no. does it come from the Mexicans there? Yeah, or? New Mexico. My actually, my um, her dad actually grew it. Really? So my dad, we would go like every year. We would go to New Mexico. Like I would go on the train with my grandma because my grandfather he used to work on the railroad. Mm-hmm. So we would she would go on free, go free on the train, and then we, us grandkids would go with her for half price. So <laughs> my parents would drive to New Mexico, and us kids would go with my grandmother on the train. Okay. And then, um, so my and my mom's dad. He used to uh, live in a house, a house that my um, parents owned, and he would had a big lot, and he would grow New Mexico chili. So then he, my my dad would care, you know, bring the bags back to California for his family to all have. Now would they be? Would it be dried by them? Well, actually, it's fresh. It's fresh. And then when you we would get it home, I remember spending like all day with my mom just roasting it on the stove. Right. But now people now markets actually have that New Mexico hatched. Because I know, forgive chili. me, forgive yeah. me for my ignorance, but because the only chili I'm used to is like that stuff from Mexico. Like my dad just brought some back where it's like red chili. It's 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 like red, like almost red peppers, but they like um you can also make that fresh or whatever you know uh-huh. they'll green they'll eventually turn red but then also like the leftover ones or i guess they get dried out and they get really flattened and they can give it to you in a little bale and then you can you know bring it home oh, really? and then that stuff um you can uh you can toast a little bit more and then you put it in the um in the in the blender and then you blend it up with you know tomatillos or whatever salt and other like chilies uh-huh. that makes like you know a salsa or whatever that's the stuff I'm familiar with. And that's stuff that you can, you know, later transfer into some meat with like carne con chile or whatever. Yeah. It's really super hot that my mom makes, you know. And they're from like uh, the center part of Mexico, Zacatecas. But I've never, like I've been to New Mexico s- numerous times like with Voodoo back in 1996, 98, 2000, 2001. And I've eaten it a little time, a couple times. But again, it's been like that, like in burgers or like in breakfast plates with like yeah. potatoes and stuff. But it never really hit me like, oh my God, this is delicious. But I hear a lot of people talk about it. Oh man, New Mexico chili, and it's more. I'm not gonna say that it's more like uh, Caucasians or white people to say it, but more or less. Every now and then, you get like you know a New Mexico Mexican saying, "Oh no, that's the best," and this and that. So. Oh yeah, I mean, people stand in line. I'm a lot of Caucasians. I went to um, some market. I can't remember what the name. Sprouts or something like that. I think it's oh. called. And they they had like a whole section of Hatch chili, like dressed, New, Mex- New Mexico. Yeah, chili. New Mexico. It's called Hatch. Okay. And um, which I didn't know. I just thought it was New Mexico green chili, but okay. there is a name for it, Hatch. And um, these Caucasians, they were there all buying that chili and buying the dressing. And the guy's, oh, no, don't get that because look at the ingredients. And he was, like, telling me about the whole thing. And this is a, you know, Caucasian man telling me about that's <laughs> chili, you know. And it's weird, too, because I don't think, and not that just because they're into it, going that it's less hot, but I don't think it's as hot as, you know, like the, not to say the real Mexican stuff, but, like, more authentic, like, you know. I mean, um, they have, like, different levels of hot. Oh, oh really? So but it's not I just, like, because the ones I taste, it seems like I tasted just more or less the actual physical chili and not the kick from the ve- the chili veins and all that. Yeah, because I noticed now that when I've, I've bought, like, the, you know, big old $30 bags, 30 pounds, sorry, not 30, 30 pounds of the chili and stuff, but I noticed, or maybe it's 10 pounds, I'm sorry. It's and 10 it, pounds. And is it fresh it's, when you buy it, or how do you? How does it come when it's in the bag? Actually, um, what you do is you stand in line, and you buy the bag, and they have these um, guys actually roasting it right in front of you. 
But oh, so you bring it home roasted, and what do you do? No, peel no, it? you don't have to roast it. They roast it for you okay. over there at the markets, and then you just bring it home. You just put it in like little Ziploc bags and put it in the freezer, and then you just so it's roasted. Out. And then what do you take? Where, where does it go from there? You just wait for it to cool down and put it in the freezer, and then you just use it as you know through the whole year. You just pull goes. out like a uh, like a ear yeah. of it or whatever, yeah, and like you chop just, it up and put yeah. it in there. You just peel with it the skin. Oh, you peel. Yeah, the you have to peel the skin. This stuff got roasted. Yeah, okay, and that's how I've eaten it before, and I didn't deem it real real hot at all. No, and that's what I I noticed now. It's now I guess because so many different people are buying it, that it's not as hot because it could be really hot, and that's what I like is the hot. So that's why I actually stopped buying it because it, it was say hot and it wasn't even hot. Yeah, because my mom when she would make salsa and stuff and chili, you walk in the house and you get that kick in the, in your in your mouth. Like, like, oh that's yeah that's how hot that she i was like god damn and like sometimes my dad would be eating sometimes a lot of times he'll eat the dinner or the food that my mom was making he'll just get so hot that he'd just get pissed and start talking shit <laughs> <laughs> and yelling at her i swear just going fucking buck wild and I'm like, what the fuck is this problem fools this problem dude it's like come on man just eat it but you know he even had an issue with it and he grew up that way or whatnot so oh, yeah i mean that's I mean, what we I did up. too but not like <laughs> to you know out in the hills and shit how he was <laughs> not that he was in hills but you know <laughs> and they're studying in Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, man, fucking uh, New Mexico chilling, huh, Gracie? Yeah. So what's up with you? Like your folks said that only they spoke, they both spoke Spanish? Yes, they both spoke Spanish. Yeah. And like I grew up with my, like my dad was like into big band music. We never listened to Spanish music at all. Like they weren't into like, you know, like the stuff that's all popular now that a lot of, uh, I guess you can say like, you know, Mexicans that are Mexican or like people that continue the tradition, like, you know, uh, Vicente Fernandez and stuff like that. Yeah. You know. The you you guys didn't listen to that stuff. Oh no, that my stuff. dad was more into Juan big, Gabriel, like, none of that stuff. no Glenn Miller and you know that kind of stuff. That's what <laughs> I was. That's what we grew up listening to that kind of music. And your mom? And my mom was like more an R and B. Really? Yeah. But she, no Mexican music whatsoever. No, we never heard just any. the Chicano, just Chicanos in the audience at American Bandstand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we never listened to any of that music. And you guys didn't spoke e- speak English whatsoever. No, we spoke English. That's not English. Spoke. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we. cool. we're speaking English right now, dipshit. No, but as far as Spanish, like they never taught you nothing. No, and you know, my whole life I was harassed by my grandmother, my dad's mom, because she was spoke. She spoke Spanish, so every time, like my dad, my parents, every Sunday we'd go to my grandmother's house every Sunday, and when, since I was little, she would every Sunday would tell me, "Why don't you speak Spanish? Why don't you speak Spanish?" and uh, I mean, my whole life, I was harassed by my grandmother. She just give you shit for not speaking Spanish? Yeah. Would she talk shit to your parents because they didn't teach you or what? Not really. I mean, we would go there and hang out and watch, you know, Lawrence. What was his name? That guy, Lawrence? Welk? Yeah, Lawrence Welk. We'd go to my grandma's house and watch Lawrence Welk. And, no, that's all know, good. <laughs> hang out there. D- don't get shy just because you were uh, uh, <laughs> listening to Lawrence Welk. And I, let me ask you this. No, as watching far as like, it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> watching it because um, he has that big old fucking development right there on the way to san diego right on the left i have no idea lawrence welk drive and what do you what 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 is your take as far as like does that de-mexican you or de-hispanic you just because you don't know spanish or you don't give a shit about that because you know because i mean even doing comedy like it's never gotten so much of like your uh, mexican identity till like i started doing comedy that's when it was kind of like this motherfucker ain't real mexican he doesn't know spanish or a uh, fucking coconut. But I've noticed that there's some Mexicans that don't speak Spanish that are more even downer than the ones that do sometimes or not even or asshole or uh, assholeish. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had like a bit and I would have to say some Spanish words. Oh, yeah. Gracie's a comedian, by the way. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Gracie Armijo. <laughs> and I had a bit where I talked a little bit of Spanish, right? And then um, just threw some words out there. And then another comic told me. Oh, don't even do that joke anymore because uh, you don't. That Spanish was terrible, and just don't do that joke. It was about basically I was talking about different 
getting um, going out with different um, like a Caucasian, I would say, oh, he'd put me in timeout or I'd go out <laughs> with a, an Asian and he would yeah. kung fu me or make me do math or I'd go out with a, 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 a Mexican and he would beat me with the broom handle with hitting me like a piñata and I'd be saying dulce, dulce, like the little kids. And Have he, you tried Tinder? <laughs> so anyway, I was told not to, not to do that joke because uh, I guess it was like putting down Mexicans because I said piñata and beating me, beating me up and when I said dual suit, I didn't say it right, I guess. So So the pronunciation, not the uh not the effect is what was wrong or what? Uh, the whole thing I guess was oh, I was shit. told not to do the whole you thing. You still do it or no? No, I haven't done it. <laughs> Did that have something to do with it or you I didn't have no really idea. Work? I just I mean, I thought it was funny. You know, the, the little kids are saying Dulce, dulce, you know, like I was throwing up candy, basically. It was just a stupid joke, but, you know. You're telling me. <laughs> That's why it's out of the picture. I'm going to bring it back now. That's funny, man. <laughs> How'd you get into comedy? How did I, you know what? I actually. What led you into comedy? Because, I mean, you've been around for a long time. Because I met you, you were still doing comedy, then you kind of like stopped, and then, you know, you, you came back again. But, I mean, you were around before me in the sense of knowing um, all the dudes have been doing it for a while now. Yeah, you know, in this I, area in like yeah. Southern California, Los Angeles area. I actually, I've always wanted to do it. Even in my twenties, I would take Don't a class. Yeah, when I was, <laughs> it was, it was crazy because actually, when I was in elementary school too, it was like I think I just always wanted to do that. And what did you see that like uh, struck you? Like, did you like uh, see other uh, women comedians on late night, or what was it that like? Yeah, when I was like younger, like we would have plays at school, okay, like in fourth grade, and then they would ask me to be in their play, and then you know we'd like rehearse. Okay, Rumpel Stillskin over here. We would re- <laughs> no, we would re- actually we would rehearse at lunch, and then when we'd go in the class to do the play, I would like just improv and just make it funny, and then everyone would laugh, <laughs> and then after that they stopped asking me to be in their plays. Why is that? Because I changed it on them. You know. Well, you weren't doing what was scripted. Exactly. You were improvising. I improvised, and then so I you were made for groundlings. And then I was, and then I was in the Girl Scouts, and we would do little sketches in Girl Scouts. All the I remember time. doing a sketch when I was in the sixth grade at sixth grade camp. That's it. And there was a Boy Scout. And I would always, you know, make it funny. And so I guess maybe it's always been inside me. Really? Do you, your folks funny? funny, or do you guys you have funny uncles, or what? No, not at all. I don't know. You didn't have. You didn't live in a laughing house. No, not really. Really? It was yeah. all serious. Your folks were pretty serious. Oh yeah, they were pretty serious. Both of them never seen them laugh. None of that shit. No, just we we just watch variety shows, a lot of variety shows, and I think Toby Fields, she was like the only you know woman comic <laughs> that was out there in the variety. We watch a lot of variety shows. That's you never seen watched. like Phyllis Diller, or like Joan Rivers. Oh and yeah, stuff? Phyllis Diller, Phyllis Diller. Because to me, that's probably one of the funniest uh, women that ever lived. Oh yeah, in my eyes. So you know, I don't know why. Even it was, you know, what's funny is that when I was you're in all poking me like, hey, sorry, hey I'm oh, right yeah. here. No, I'm fucking well, with no, you, dude. No, stop it. Because I talk with my hands, and I have nowhere to put my hands. Yeah, I know you were fucking going like this earlier, slamming and causing sorry. those, uh, making your own little beatbox over there. But it's all good. <laughs> sorry. Like when I was in kindergarten, I, I would come home and like and sing songs in different languages, just make up words, and my mom <laughs> different would different languages. I would make up my language. <laughs> I would make up like little languages, and my mom would go, "Oh, did you learn a new song at, work, at school?" And I'm like, "No." And it was funny because I had I saw a comic doing that, and I thought, "Shit, I was doing that in kindergarten." Yeah, you'd be surprised, <laughs> man. And uh, what 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 was it that actually got you on the stage finally? Because you said even in your twenties, what were you doing then? I would um, take different classes. Like I would, there was ca- a place called um, L.A. Cabaret, and I think it was on Victor. Um, I've heard of that place. I know they recorded like stand up albums there and stuff. Yeah. Right? It was and an actually comedy. It was a yeah, comedy it was a comedy club. club, and I actually went there for a class. And I would just like take different classes, but I never knew, you know, what step to to go. Like I mean, to actually how to go. get on stage how to get actually, and, w- and where there was pl- pieces, places like uh, putting up comedians and there was a comedic like uh, atmosphere and stuff. Yeah. As far as stand up goes. 
Yeah. And how was LA Cabaret? And what 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 consisted of that class and shit? It just um just doing your material and then going on stage and you know just working on your set and then I would take it I took another one where with a different teacher at um the learning tree and that was in Chatsworth I believe the learning tree what it's the fuck the is tree. that that's a um I don't even know if that still exists it's exists um it was just a place where you can take I even took a voiceover class uh, with the learning tree it was really called, yeah <laughs> I know um they just offered different classes and I remember taking a uh, cartoon class with that, and I took a comedy, a couple of comedy classes, and it was it's a trip because when you have different instructors, instructors how they teach you different. Like the one guy was an old time um, comedian. Like what kind? Like one of those like uh, just set up uh, punch oh, guys no. or what? Oh, one liners. No. He he gave us a joke and he wanted us to say it exactly like he would say it, but it's like <laughs> wait a minute. So you know, and then we'd have a show after the. And I think I even have a, a video of one of those. Uh, Are you serious? Why don't yeah. you put that shit up, dude? I know I should find that I should find that video and what was the whole like and how'd you pass this class or what was the structure or what the fuck oh you don't pass you just god damn you don't I mean you don't really pass you don't get no grade or anything it's just I basically made you just get your money maybe and get a little button at the end a certificate (laughs) no you had a class I know you had a show at the end of each you had to you know you had a show now and you never went on stage technically besides those little shows yeah I never really and then, all right. So, what year was this when you were fucking with LA Cabaret and that other that other spot? Uh, come on, I'm a sixty. I don't remember those. I don't. I Are don't, we going back to the eighties or the seventies? Oh, it had to probably be no seventies. I graduated high school. It had to be like the eighties. But then that's kind of before like, the eight. No, actually, it was before the eighties. Before the boom. It was probably like seventy nine, eighty. It was before I had my daughter. I remember. Really? I know that. And you were yeah. still single before you were with the yeah. her father and everything. Yeah. And you, and you never went to the comedy store or the Laugh Factory, none of those places. No, Ice House. No. Well, I, and then um, and then I had a class at Shows College, and then we actually had a show at the comedy store. Really? Yeah. From the people that graduated from that class. And if that from the from the classroom Shows College, yeah. Because then I started taking other classes at Shows College. So and I did improv, and I would you know take some acting classes through Shows College, acting classes. Because you know, that's where it's funny that. when you said that, and it's funny when I was talking to Flacco. He's been a guest on this podcast, but he was saying that like that's how I mean that's how I didn't even know you guys knew each other from that setting, and that was way after obviously right. Oh yeah. And he was going there. You guys were doing your acting thing, right? Yeah, we had a, um, we actually were in an improv group. That's how you met up with Flacco. He was in it, yeah. or he was a uh, in another improv group. He was like in another one, and then we were, and then we were in the same one. Kind of kind of like a bunch of guys got together, and first I was with the um I forgot what we even called ourselves, but there was like a three of us girl two girls and then there was like four guys and we had a show at the um elac okay i remember us having a show at ELAC. is that where you linked up with him or was he you linked up with him in cerritos oh no i didn't link up within cerritos i met him like out of cerritos okay at elac or at one of you guys' events yeah what happened is like the people that were from elac and then they had a bunch of guys so they started another improv group and you know you would just all hang out and that's how we all kind of met and that was like pre-comedy right there or are you already doing stand-up before that I had already started kind of stand up, but that was I actually I was doing stand up. You know, I kind of that's when I kind of met. Um, that might have been like in the 90, 97, I think ninety six, ninety seven. And were you? 90, where, it might have been ninety seven. I think. Where were you going for stage time at that time? At that time, you know what? I didn't even know what to go, where or what to do. Because that's back in the day when like Rudy Moreno and like uh, Gilbert Esquivel and like Willie were really like starting to get popular, right? Like amongst like Chicanos or Latino, like you know, kind of like the wave before like you know Gabriel and like Felipe and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So what happened is that um, my friend Laura, the one that has a child from Paul Rodriguez, um, she <laughs> name she, dropper. I know. 
sorry. Anyway, she her. She said sorry. Hey, hey, it's not my son. No. Sorry. But anyway, um, she used to work with this guy named Fernando Verdugo, which I'm sure you know who Fernando yeah, Verdugo yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. He so was on anyway, Taco Bell commercial back in the day, kind of when I started, probably a little bit before. So anyway, she told him that I wanted really to get into comedy. So she gave me my phone. His, we exchanged phone numbers and stuff. So I hooked up with him, and he took me to the comedy store. And, you know, he was showing me the ropes and he was taking he took me to this place in Montebello. And that's when I met like Felipe and Willie. And what was it called when you went to Montebello? Was it called, was it called, it wasn't called Tortillas, I don't know if it was called Gotham's. Or Prime Cut? It might have been Prime Cut. Gotham's or Prime Cut. I can't really remember But it was, it was Willie's room when he was running it? It, Yeah, it was Willie's room. And he introduced me to um, Felipe and Willie. And he said, you know, she wants to be a comic. Do you think you should give her, can you give her some stage time? So this was kind of like, whoa, because I had already finished the class at Cerritos College. So I had a set. So it wasn't like I was going up there uh, How long know, was your improv-ing. set at that time? Five minutes? Probably. I mean, it probably, I, I don't know. He's saying you had 20 with your life. No, no. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I never even like timed it. Right, right, so right. Anyway, but a little five minutes out of yeah, whatever. So anyway, they gave me time, which is cool. And so then after that. Um, How'd you do there? I guess I did okay. It was okay. I I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it went well that they go come back? Well, actually, they never say anything, right? So after you're that. you're probably the only woman back then, right? You oh. and like who? Marilyn? It was Marilyn. Um, Shayla, maybe? Pammy Sue. Oh, Pammy Sue. Pammy Sue. I'll have a story about Pammy Sue. So I, anyway. Um, <laughs> and we, let me, I was going to tell you real quick. Back in the day when I when I started, I used to, th- I used to thought, <laughs> I used to think that Gilbert Esquivel and that dude, uh, Fernando Verdugo, were brothers. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. they can go. They uh, yeah, can like pass, one yeah. one of them didn't have a mustache. One, I was like, damn, these fools. Are... And I thought he was funny as fuck. Oh yeah, and, so, <laughs> and it was the funny part. So the next, so the next Wednesday, I went by myself, and I, I don't know how I got guts, but I asked for uh, Felipe. I go, oh, do you think I can go up again? And he said, yeah. So after that, I just kept on going, and they would put me up. And and that's, that's how, back when too, like when you're. Uh, and, and there then, wasn't that. There wasn't too many Latino comics either, right? You no. Know. And then that's when I met Gabriel, and then Gabriel would say, oh, there's this place in Long Beach. Go to Long Beach, and so I went there. What and place then, was that? Um, gosh, it was like a hotel. I don't even remember. It was just some whole, I can't, I don't even remember the name of what it was. It was just a hotel. And I remember I going there by myself All right. and you know, it's kind of hard cause I'm a woman and there's only guys. So I, you're a real hot item back then, huh? I don't think I was hot, <laughs> but I was, I've never been hot, but you know, I used to wear a lot of, <laughs> I used to wear a lot of leopard. I'm sorry. I, had to, I used to wear a lot of leopard. I used to wear a lot of leopard. Right? Oh my In those God, days. That Is that was, like a hot item back then or something? I, I don't or know. Is that I, the style? I, had this, I, have, I still have this skirt. I love it. It's like a little leopard furry skirt. I wore that with this <laughs> shirt with a leopard on the collar and leopard on. You know. Leopard's good. Le- leopard's tight. And, you know, with some tights and some, you know, working boots. <laughs> and I remember going and the guy and I was waiting for the guy who did the room. And I don't know. So finally I asked him and then he said, oh, I thought you were a hooker. Oh my God! Can you dude. That? you always you always have a, a keen sense of style as far as uh, fashion goes. And what? Uh, who was that dude? Who was running that room? Uh, I don't know. Some tall guy with it was all Caucasians there. I was like the only really even yeah. back then. Yeah, it was all. Okay. And um, it was cool. The guy gave me stage time, so then I would start going over there all the time to you know go work, up to go up. And what? And what? What years were you doing this when you started? Uh, when you were getting into comedy in that fashion, like you know, like putting your foot down. That and was like ninety-seven. Really? Yeah. And, and then you, uh, yeah, you already had your daughter and stuff. You already had your house, yeah. right? You already did. You work? For no, a I while? didn't. Yeah, I just had just bought my house in ninety-six. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. So ninety. This was all going on in ninety-seven. Okay. So you already got settled with your house. You were working, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I was working. And you know, fitting comedy in. Yeah, fitting comedy in. And where else were you going? Um. Those are the only two places I was I was going. I Did mean, you meet a lot of people, or a little bit, like as far as other uh, women and Latin women per se doing stand up? No, not really. 
And then, um, so that's when I, I kind of like stopped doing it after a while. And why is that? You got too busy with working your daughter or what? I kind of started seeing somebody and then I kind of got involved <laughs> in that craziness. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Who's the lucky guy? <laughs> you know, and I was in a play. So I think I... You Is know, that through Cerritos College too? Yeah, I was in a play at Cerritos what, College. What play were you doing there? So you were doing theater too? Yeah, I was thinking doing theater also. It was kind of a play where um, I actually went to audition. My friends wanted to go audition for this play and I because they were having one acts, And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Oh, come on, just go with us. So I went with them, right? And then there was a, a a trial scene, and they had a court reporter. I said, oh, yeah, I want that part. You were going to be the stenographer? Yeah, <laughs> because this one had no words. I would just, you know, be sitting there playing with the machine. And <laughs> so, you know, I auditioned for the part and everything. And then I guess they put the list of, and my friends went to go get this, you know, see if they had gotten picked up to be in the play. And I go, hey, was my name out there? And they said, they didn't say anything to me, right? A week later, the director calls me and said, hey, you got the, a part. You haven't showed up for rehearsal. I said, oh, I didn't even know my name was on there. So I got, I ended up getting a part, right. the silent part. And then <laughs> the, silent part. the silent part. And then somebody um, on another show quit. And so then I got the part on that show. I was a cheerleader. <laughs> I am a cheerleader. So anyway, I was a cheerleader and had you know lines and all that kind of stuff so that was kind of crazy and and how long were you doing stand-up when you first started like around 97 how long did that last i, I think just a couple years maybe if it was even i don't even know what was then and you didn't go on the road or nothing like that oh no 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 just okay yeah just and so how long was your hiatus or your brief time or your time uh, apart or away from the stage and then i then i kind of stopped when i stopped and then i wanted to get back into it again so then i had seen um what happened, I remember there was at Comedy Store, they were giving out, um, I would went to some place, they were giving out tickets to the Comedy Store, and it was Latino night. Mm-hmm. So I would go to Latino night at the Comedy Store because I had these free tickets. And who was doing it then? Um, Pammy Sue, um, this, some other girl, I can't remember what her name was. And Pammy Sue was a comedian, like promoter, producer, right? Yeah. Because uh, she had a crazy, because we, uh, when I first started uh, doing pest control with Mondo, we went to go do her apartment and she was really kind of like a nutcase, uh, yeah. like like saying there was rats. We couldn't find it. No, no, there is. And it came to the window and it was looking at me. And then some, uh, then like a couple years later, I seen her doing like a little bit of comedy, but then a couple years later, Mondo, like, whatever happened to Pammy Sue, dog? And he's like, oh man, fucking Pammy Sue, I think she went crazy, eh? She ended up fucking, they found her in a dumpster or some shit, eh? Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, I had went to the Puerto Rican festival. Check you out. And I met, I seen her and I said, I know that girl does comedy. Because she's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, she's Puerto Rican. Okay. And I said, it was at um, Echo Park. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, I know that girl does comedy. I'm going to introduce myself. And she her. had short hair back in the day? Yeah, she still had short hair. Okay. And then she had, like, uh, she had a bandana. She yeah, always wore the bandana. A bandana or a, was it a bandana? Not or? a bandana, but like a, um, uh, a, I, it's a, a headband. Headband. She always had a headband. Just like Chepo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I said, I know she does comedy and I want to get back into comedy. I Maybe I should introduce myself to her. So I introduced myself to her and I started hanging out with her and I started helping with produce shows. Really? Yeah. And we would do shows at this, um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, it was called a cafe, something cafe on third street. And, um, we would, she would do comedy shows and she would actually make little flyers and pass them out on the train. And she'd go to, she had, she would go to the call. I forgot what college she went to. She'd pass out flyers and we would pack that room. Really? And we, and you know what? I met a bunch of comics. Like I saw Marilyn. That's where I met Marilyn too. She would do her shows. I remember Sebastian was there doing her show. Sebastian Satina? Yeah. He used to wear, always wear a, um, like jerseys or something. I, I yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. I remember. Him. Um, that's was- why I met uh, Rick Ramos. 
Oh, really? Yeah, he did her shows. Well, what cafe was that? Um, cafe Luna, I think it was. Really? And then, okay. And then she had a open. And then I think she had an open mic at Tsunamis, and that was in Silver Lake on Wednesdays. So we would, you know, go there and do open mic every Wednesday. I'd pick her up at her apartment, and we'd go and. What year were you doing this at? I don't know. Honestly, I don't even <laughs> and know. And this what is when you were getting back into it, right? This is when I was getting back into it. And when did you first? Because I met you at Tortillas, right? Right. Before it was called the Wild Coyotes. Yeah. And when? What year did I meet you? Two thousand two or two thousand one? Two thousand three? No. You know, honestly, I, I talk you to don't you. know. No, because it's like the. Third I time. remember hanging out with you a couple times there, and then seeing you again back at yeah. the Sunset Room. Cause you did you take another break or what? Yeah, I took another. What happened? I took another break because my daughter was in high school and she was a cheerleader. And she goes, "Mom, can you just do comedy later on? Because you know I want you to be at all her events. Be, yeah, and be all her events." So I said, "Okay." So I hit you in the heart and you said, "Okay, I'll do okay, it." Okay, I'll do it. So I put a hold on it again. And then in 2009, I took. How long a, were you? Give me a second, real okay. quick. How long were you doing it before you put a hold on it again? Another couple of years. Yeah, it might have been a couple. Of and years. did you keep writing in between that, or did you have funny thoughts and stuff and write them down, or no? Oh yeah, I see that box over there. It's full of. Yeah, my box full of dreams, you know. Yeah, it's my box full of <laughs> dreams over there. I have a box full. Of, I mean, it's a big old box full of just, just notepads, 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 whatever. And, yeah, Any and ideas, I would just, just write, jot them down. Yeah, and I'd write them all down. Now, um, okay, so you stopped doing that, and then like, when did you come back again? 2000, actually at Sturdis College in 2009, they were having a, um, a comedy class. And my friend said, hey, let's take this comedy class at Sturdis College. So fucking Cerritos College has always been there for you, huh? Yeah, well, come on. It's down the street. <laughs> what can I say? So, we, so I said, okay, we'll take this comedy class. So we took the comedy class. And I took it at three times. I took it once. And then it was, you know, we had a show and everything. And we had the show at Sturdis College. And then we, I took it again. And then I... We had another show, and I go, I'll take it one more time. So I took it one more. No, I took it another <laughs> time. But I had to stop because, you know, you have that dream when you walk to your class and you don't know what room it's in? Yeah. I was having that, like, in real life. I would go to the class in surreals. I go, where's my class at? So finally I said, oh, this is a sign. I'm not taking the class anymore. And, <laughs> and when you would take the class again and again, it was the same class? Yeah, at first I had the same teacher, but then for oh, the last... Oh, damn, that's like going back to that abusive boyfriend, huh? I know. So then I took it, <laughs> I took it one more time. I took it again. Beat and, me, you I know. I took it again, and the... um. <laughs> And I go, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance and I'm going to take it. And this teacher was cool because what we did is like we just went up there on stage and we just talked and we started getting material that way. And then we'd go to open mics and we would go to different open mics. And did it help you conquer fear of that class at least or what? At least break down oh, the yeah. walls? Were you like afraid to go on stage before you did comedy? I was doing plays. No. No? no you were no. never afraid to go on stage? How about express no. yourself? Um, I'm a, No, I don't think no. so. I, well, you know, I kind of hold back. Cause, um, do you still hold back? Oh, yeah. I still kind of hold back. And do you hold back on the funny, too? Or do, what, what What do you hold back? Well, you know, I hold back. And then because, you know, so, oh, you can't be too funny. You don't try to be funny. And I'm thinking, well, what am I? Well, isn't I supposed to be funny? And so I get kind of confused when people say just be yourself and don't try to be funny. Right. And I'm thinking, well, am I trying to be funny? But I thought what I said was funny. <laughs> You know, so I get kind of confused on that kind of like not stuff. like like uh, you're saying like you just to go up and be funny opposed to like expressing yourself and not worrying about being funny. Right. Yeah, because it's very hard to just do just to, it's very hard to just get over the fact that you can go up there and try to be try to be funny and just talk. But when you're feeling that you're not being uh, um, funny, it kind of fucking sucks because you're not funny. And you think that's what they want when you're just trying to find the funny or trying to mine it out. You know yeah. So that's uh, so two, th- and then he had a, a show at the Ice House, and uh, he told me he asked me and some other you know students um, to do the show with them, and 
that's when I did the ice house. And it was a crazy day because it was my daughter's um, dress. It was her wedding rehearsal dinner. And from right from her rehearsal dinner, I had to go to the ice house and do a show. And it was it was kind of like, woo, like all this, you know, fast. And I did the show and I actually have that tape still on um, on my website. And it was like my first uh, show that I did at the ice house. And my friend taped it for me. And. From then on, it's just been going, going, and going. And then I um, thought, then I thought to myself, okay, well, let me see who I still have could be friends with on com, you know, comedy, because this haven't been done in a while. And I, that's when I text Carlos Loma, email Carlos Loma, and said, hey, are you still doing comedy and stuff? And then uh, he started helping me actually going out there, introduced me, like he introduced me to um, jo- Joey Medina, not, uh, Joey no, Medina. not Joey Medina. Yeah, I already knew Joey Medina from from Tortillas or Gotham's um, uh-huh. Rudy Medina. Oh, okay. So Rudy, Rest in peace, dude. Yeah, Rudy Medina was having a show, actually, a birthday show right here in Downey. And he had told um, Rudy if he can give me a spot. And, you know, Rudy At did. Tudos? I don't even or at know. The, or that bowling lane? No, it was in a bowling lane. It was a yeah, Mexican bar. It was a, a Mexican restaurant okay. in Downey. And it was his birthday show. And He gave you time? He gave me time on stage. And, w- and what year was that when you uh, came back... Uh, in essence, two thousand nine. Two thousand. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, that makes yeah. sense. The, around the same time you were going uh, the sunset room. Yeah, and that's when um, Carlos told me about the sunset room. Crossing paths over there. Yeah, and that's when I ran into you and you took my picture and you wrote, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I can't believe it. Were you so? Or were you? Were you pissed at that? Oh yes, I was pissed at like that. Like what? Like <laughs> this little rascal or this fucking punk motherfucker or this I, fat I, motherfucker oh or what? No. Well, you know what's the trip because <laughs> so I'd go to the sunset room and you guys are always talk, talking shit, always talking always. shit. If it wasn't always. somebody, we'd move on to somebody else. And that's what it's not. Not that I miss that now, but it seems like you can't really say stuff to comedians now because they get really weird on you or they're like, like, oh, I'm a man first. You can't make fun of me. Well, I thought this was comedy, dude. Like. People are really like quick to get offended. Now. Oh yeah, and you know it was a trip because you guys would say so much shit to me, mm-hmm. and in my head, man, I was saying so much shit back to you. But you weren't saying it. But I wasn't saying Why? anything because you know you were still new and you, you felt like you, you didn't want to get your uh, feet too wet. Oh yeah, because do you remember? Because I know you'd have Cisco on, but Cisco told me one time I started saying shit back to you, and Cisco, oh man, look at her now, she's talking shit back. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like whatever, I'm just saying it back. Right. Yeah, that's a trip. That's a, t- a touchy little thing. And like, did you think I was an asshole back then or what? No. Or a rascal? What would you think? What would you think of me, honestly? Honestly? As a friend oh, now. You know what? Like, I mean, I know you don't know yeah. me, know me like every yeah. inner day going to my life. But I mean, we're pretty much, we're friends. But you know, you know what I mean? Like when you know somebody, but you don't really yeah. know them, I could turn out to be some creep or something or like some like upstanding citizens you never heard of. Or you know what I mean? You just don't know me all the way. Like you don't have a camera, a camera on me every day. Oh, yeah. And well... Well, I already knew that you would do shit like that. Like what? Because you, I see that you always would post crazy shit like that and write like remarks <laughs> on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, can you take that picture and go, oh, look at the, and you just had to say fuck. And all these people were like remarking, oh man, those, those, are those are girls, the lady or ladies that go to the sunset room or I forgot what other shit they put on there. Because I had a Mickey <laughs> Mouse shirt on or something, I, a Mighty Mouse shirt on or something. And then there's a, that's a, also too at the time, like, I mean, I don't mean it to be an asshole. I just thought it was funny, but you're like, uh, I don't know if he said it motivated you to lose weight or you started losing weight like after that photo. Or that oh, picture. hell yeah. I started making sure, I mean, how I looked when I went out. And you weren't even big, but I mean, big to compare to your standards or also to the way that um i mean to give women justice the way that the uh, the photo was angled uh, yeah exactly because <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie i sometimes see like fucking when i see photos of myself i fucking hate looking at myself but uh you know you used to go motherfucker caught my chin motherfucker caught the fucking fat version of my face motherfucker, you know what i mean you start looking and go come on motherfucker nobody takes pictures like you 
Oh, do, but do you notice now that you've been taking pictures of different people, you have like the certain pose that you do? <laughs> I know I do. I like I just tilt my head sideways because I don't want my chin to be like, you know. It's funny that you say that. I used to kind of not give a fuck about it. But the more and more you see your face in an undesirable fashion, you try not to. You know what I mean? You kind of adjust to a pose that like works for you. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily making you slender, but necessarily uh, in effect making you like having a, a, a better, not a vet, the best version of yourself. Oh, yeah. At that given time. <laughs> and what's funny because everyone that, because, you know, I would, like, I would like take pictures. And, <laughs> I feel like an asshole now, though. I would take pictures and smile. <laughs> but then when you smile, your eyes like go Chinese and they, sh- you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So now it's like. I just open my eyes like really big and they're like, why do you open your eyes so big? I go, because watch, the picture's going to come out okay. My eyes are not going to be shut. <laughs> and then some people that have ratty teeth or their teeth aren't too good, they kind of like, they do the, the closed mouth smile. I like doing it too, but I mean, my teeth, I don't know. And like you said, it has that fact, you open up your teeth a lot, your eyes get smaller and you have to find a kind of happy medium in that. <laughs> yeah. And what's up with your, uh, what's going on with you now? You ain't going to have any more kids? Oh, please. I got my, <laughs> hey, I got my tube tied at 35. <laughs> oh, so dudes don't use protection on you? Please. I want no disease. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I can and, still, you can still get a disease, you know. <laughs> they say that there's a spike in, uh, in sexually trans- transmitted diseases in uh, old folks homes now. Oh, like really? Never before. Yeah. I don't think it has to do with the people say, oh, it's because of Viagra. But I mean. Damn, I don't know. Like, you know, older people getting it on, you know, they start realizing that, like, it's a big orgy. Oh, maybe I'll find myself my soulmate in the home. <laughs> in the home. You, because, I mean, I know you like, uh, I know uh, there's a recurring, uh, recurring theme um, as far as uh, you of a guy that always is trying to pursue you. Because, I mean, you always say, eh, I can't find no guy or this and that. It's hard. But. You're actually pushing men away, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's this crazy thing is that I love doing comedy and I'm always hanging out with guys. Mm-hmm. And I always feel if I get in a relationship, it's just going to screw things up because I don't have to. I If I want to go out at 10 o'clock, I can just get dressed and go out at 10 o'clock. I don't have to say, call someone up and say, hey, I'm going to go out at 10 o'clock. You know, usually when you're in a relationship, it's not because you're asking permission to do it. You're just being considerate about, you know, you the person that you're dating, what you're, you know, doing. And I just feel that if I go out with somebody and have a relationship, it's kind of hold me back on my comedy. Cause you know, do you think, or do oh, you think yeah. it's maybe if you have one of those possessive dudes? Well, how many, la- how many guys are possessive? All of them. <laughs> you think so? You think every guy's possessive? Well, they're okay. If there's not, there's like a, maybe a taste handful. That's not. Yeah. Because I mean, and that's one of those. I think it's one of those learned behaviors too, or like how you grew up watching your dad or whatever, or your uncles, or you know whoever was fucking your mom at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Please. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't think my dad's possessive, but he's definitely an asshole, and I don't want to. I don't repeat those things. You know, I have in the past been a dick to women, but you know. Well, you know, like when I was married, um, my husband, I would say, like, say if I saw you out, I'd say, "Oh, there's Rodrigo." You know, hi. He would trip. Oh, how do you know him? Because you fucked him? Like that? Exactly. I couldn't. Even, and even you being at the age that you were and there'd be like a mass age discrepancy, he'll still suspect that? Oh, yeah. No matter what. No. Very he, jealous type in dude? His, in his head, if you knew a guy and the only reason you knew him is because you had to fuck him. Really? Yeah. So that's how it was the only. So you were supposed to be like a nun. Exactly. And you know what's a trip is that like we'd be like say we'd be at a playing pool at his friend's house and they all go to the store and he leaves me there with one of his friends. I wasn't allowed to talk to that friend. 
Because if I was talking to him, that means I was flirting with him. And would he beat it, beat their ass or check them? No, or what? no, no. I, he would just, it was all your fault? Oh, yeah. Everything was my fault. And, <laughs> and the trippy part is that um, I didn't dress like I was. And then, like after we were like separated and not together anymore, it took me like two years to actually get back to Gracie. Because when I really? was with him, it was like I was uh, somebody else. It, it really was, fucked you up? Was, oh, yeah. It wasn't me. Are you are you were you always used to guys being assholes like that? No, not really. Because no, till no. you met him. Yeah. And did you date white dudes before that? No. No, you've always dated his no, guys. No, 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 because no one ever really liked me in high school. I, I was like, <laughs> I would even ask my guy friends. Well, how come we need, to, we need to see what you look like in high school? Uh, guys <laughs> would say, I go, how come? The, I go, how come no one wants to go out with me? And they would, oh, because um, you're the you're the one they would take home to their moms. It's like shit. Now when I'm sixty, their moms are probably all dead. You know. <laughs> you, so it was take them to like the grave. Eh? Yes. You know. And then I raised my daughter, and I didn't want to have you know go out with different guys just to find a husband. So I kind of just raised my daughter, and and you just worried about that. And I just worried about that. And now she's you know married and has her. You know, I'm a grandma now, and you never felt so. that thing like you're going to be lonely or die lonely or nothing that like that. No, I mean I really never thought about it. Right. I just. We never had the mom choice. or the aunt or the sister. There's all, oh, you got to get somebody because. No. And my mom would always tell me, Mo, my mom would always say, don't get married. Don't get married. Really? That's she would what, tell yeah, you that? My mom would. That's why my mom would Do you think your mom me. was happy? Oh, no. No? Oh, no, no. You can tell. Like, you oh, knew. Yeah. And she didn't have to tell you. Oh, yeah. She didn't have to tell us. Because I look at my mom, like, I see, like, she's like, I don't know. She, I think she's satisfied that she had children. She raised them. But I don't think she's, like, satisfied, satisfied or ever got treated like a princess but i also don't know if she knew what being treated like a princess was you know what i'm saying yeah like, it was kind of like a rough living a little bit you know yeah like my mom said so she, my dad was really rough on her like she's yeah. not afraid of him now yeah. but she used to be afraid of him back in the day but now she's like whatever fuck you talk shit back but back in the day it was like you know i have to you know have four kids don't want to you know end up on the street or like you know the whole social stigma of being separated and like divorce and all that stuff oh yeah like my mom would even tell us she goes oh the only reason i got married is to get out of the house really yeah how old was she when she got married she was 18 yeah my mom was 17 i think yeah my dad was like 18. 19 or my dad was actually 10, o- 10 years older than my mom are you serious yeah cradle robber alert <laughs> really <laughs> yeah so that fool was already 10 and your mom was barely being born yeah and did they die like separately or did they die kind of together no she, i think she did so she lived 10 years after he died yeah probably really what he thought was, uh, my sister knows all the dates i don't i'm sorry terrible. Yeah, yeah i think you are terrible were you good at math I'm, or no I'm a, wait, I'm in the um, accounts payable and accounts yeah, receivable. I'm in the finance here? accounting department. Talk to your boss and shit. <laughs> you know why? Because those things don't matter to me. Oh, the dates and all that? Yeah, dates and stuff don't matter to me. It's like... When I, I, things that I enjoy I and li- I like, I'll remember it. If it's like, eh, whatever. And move, I guess, on, move on. That's when people get all mad because I don't... You don't remember anything. Because well, it's that moment I enjoyed it and now it's gone. I'm working... L- to the next um, adventure. <laughs> and I was going to ask, so do you, you, your mom never like uh, expressed that to you that she was unsatisfied or you don't think she had a good life as far as being married, but you said, like you're saying, like that's what you're coming up with now. Like uh, she never expressed to you that she felt that way, but except for her telling you that she just got married to get out of the house. Yeah, she would say that. She yeah. would, that, that was it? She wouldn't say hint on other things or whatever? I mean, I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's terrible. I know. That, uh, no, but that's a good that's a good energy to have or a, a virtue because a lot of people do caught up get caught up in caring about their family's lives and you kind of worry don't worry about your own. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, so no, I was I was like it was a trip because my grandfather, I don't know how he did it, but it was her dad, he could read cards. Like he would get like was regular. He like a brujo or something? I, that, I don't know. Like those people that like, um, you no, know, like palm too, readers or whatever? No, I, I don't really know. He wouldn't get just like regular cards. It was like, you know, the 52 cards, you know, those, those kind of cards. Oh, like it wasn't, the, like, like, it wasn't tarot cards. Oh, it was like, like a deck of cards. Like a deck of cards. Like playing 21, he'll know which card you'll be able to pull. No, no, no. He what do you mean it, by uh, counting he, cards? Oh, no, he, not counting cards, but he would get like a deck of cards okay. and he could read your fortune or just tell who you are. And he would like, my friend, he'd go, oh, bed, bed. He goes, yeah, you're always in bed. And she was because she was, you know, kind of loose. Really? Yeah. She was and a was, loose girl. And yeah. And he was said mine, uh, street, street. He goes, the cards he pulled out for me was on the streets, that I was always on the streets, which is true because I was always on the streets. Like like me and my day, I like disco. And my days, <laughs> like I would. Like a disco biscuit disco, over here. Disco. We would go out every night, like a Monday night. This this bar, this club was cool. I mean, every, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you the truth. I would get up in the morning, go to work, come home, take a nap, get ready and go out. And I would do that every single day. And I would at of lunch the week? of the week. And I would sleep in my car at lunchtime to take a nap. <laughs> I know a girl like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, oh, my gosh. I was going to ask you. Oh, my God. That is fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. So you were a disco biscuit back in the day? Oh, I love disco. And that's before you, uh, you got in a relationship and had your daughter then, right? So you're going out every night, like, that is was, this after high yeah. school? Oh, yeah, that was before. You that had was your like job an, and everything? That was, like, probably in the 79, 80. Yeah, I had a and job. disco was huge, like, what, Donna Summer, shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah, I love Donna Summer. It was huge. Yeah, we would go How to... How was the scene then? Oh, we went to Circus Disco, and that was, like, a Sunday, a Sundays and Wednesdays. And, and where's that at? They knocked it down. It was in Hollywood. Really? Yeah, it just and got that, knocked and down this summer And that had nothing to year. do with, like, Latinos or That was everybody. Oh, no, it was, like... White, black... No, it was all about gay or straight. Really? Yeah, because you'd go to the you would go to this place and it would be like on the right side, it was like the straight side, and the left was the gay side, and you know you just all danced and had a great time. And like good music for, and gay going just guy gay or women. Oh both. Really? A friend took me there once, and it, that was the first time I went to a restroom where it was just mixed. You know, it said women's bathroom, but there was guys and girls in there. And like obviously the gay dudes, right? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. But it was fun. It was just a big party. And then when people would do locker room, it was, it was just, I don't even know what it was, what it was called. It was called locker room. What's that? I don't know. It was some kind of chemical in a little bottle, and then you would smell it, and you get like a minute high or something. Really? And they would sell it there. It was called, it was called locker room. I don't even locker know. Locker room? Yeah. Not a hallucinogen, nothing like that? No, no, no. You just smell it, and it was kind of like. Did you drink back then, too, or no? Oh, yeah. I think I drank slow gin fizz. That was, <laughs> no, we, we just go to pasta. Oh, no. First, what, how I started going out, we would go to pasta house. On Wednesday night, that was my, we do, all the girls would go out on Wednesday night to the pasta house. And then that's when I met these couple of guys and they said, hey, you guys should go to circus. So I went with them to circus and that's when I found that whole, you know. World. World. And I was like, oh, I love this world. Because the other one was kind of more like, um, I don't know. But uh, I really, it was just, uh. I don't know. I just love that scene. That scene was like so much fun. That was like the best time of my life. I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. And what was so great about it? Just so you were having fun? Oh, yeah. I had so much fun. You met so many different people and you just danced and you had a great time. From everywhere or what? From everywhere. You just meet every from different cities and... And it was all about dancing? Oh, it was all about dancing. Oh, yeah. All it was just, oh my gosh, you would imagine how. And Coke, there was so much Coke. Did you do cocaine or no? Of course. You did? <laughs> yeah, but I never bought it, but you know. But they gave it to Was it good or like. I don't know what's bad or what's good. You just, did it give you like that? Did it numb you up and you kept on dancing or was it like. You just it didn't get, have an effect you on you? No, just keep you up. It was all amped instead of drinking a little Red Bully? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was just. 
it was just a scene there. You know, everyone had the, their little spoon on their neck. I mean, I didn't. Are you serious? I didn't have any of this stuff because like I never. Like a chain I, and shit. Yeah, I never bought coke. It was just like I would take a one, like one little snort or something like that. A little reasonable snort, a little yeah. sniff. Well, I wasn't gonna buy it. It was too expensive. <laughs> really? So somebody. Ba- that's back then when it probably cost money. Yeah, and somebody offered to do, but you know, a couple of guys that I knew were like they usually dudes giving it to chicks. Oh yeah, and they, it was a trip because everybody had like little teeny spoons, and they would really. Oh, and, and then you know somebody because they had the long fingernail. Really, and they'll just hold one nostril and then snort with the other one. Yeah, or use a dollar, like you'd roll up a dollar, and you know that kind of stuff. And what what put an end to the going out like that, dude? I got knocked up, man. Really, and where is that? Where you met your man? Oh no, I didn't even meet him at disco. I mean, he was a biker. I met him at a bar. <laughs> Gosh, I know. I should have kept my legs shut. <laughs> Close. No, I have a great daughter, but you know. Well, at least you, at least you got that, and a great yeah. grandson, right? No, oh, son-in-law. Yeah. Oh, I have a great son-in-law. Like on a scale of one to ten. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> it's a family you don't like, right? <laughs> oh, I love the family. You know what? They're oh, really? actually really nice. Yeah, they're so good they to see, my daughter. I mean, they and they're so family. You know, it's a trip. Family oriented. Yeah, and which is good. Because you like my, that? Yeah, because my daughter didn't have that. So you think she's really uh, uh, embracing that now? Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot. And then they're Spanish speakers, right? Oh, yeah. And it was funny because um, when I first met the mom, she goes, oh, we're only speaking. Because my daughter doesn't speak Spanish either. Whatsoever. She's Whatsoever. Like you, right? Yeah, she's like me. And the mom says, oh, well, we only speak Spanish in this house. I'm like, oh, really? well. <laughs> yeah. Is she, is she taking Spanish lessons and stuff like that? Or no. no. I mean, like her, her husband talks to the baby in Spanish and the babysitter talks to the baby in Spanish. But he talks to us in English. Oh, yeah. He oh, doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, he don't care. The baby don't care. That's funny. He finally says grandma now, and it's so awesome when he says grandma. Because for the longest time, when he started saying things, I'm saying grandma, grandma, and he couldn't say grandma. Check you out. You're all happy. That's great. Oh, yeah. Well, life comes full circle, huh? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I'm having a great life. I just came back from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Carlos Loma. Oh, my gosh. That was so awesome. I had such a great time. Yeah, actually, I spoke to Felipe today after we did the podcast and said that you made up with him over there. And I mean, and you got to see, like, I mean, you've seen it before. I don't think Carlos has seen it. Like, his, uh, like his star pool, like, you know, like how people, like his effect on people, like, you know, oh, yeah. cause yeah, I know like a lot of, you know, he like us, I mean, he's talented, he's huge, he has an enormous volunteer, but a uh, following, but I don't think a lot of comedians see that side of it. Like, you know, you know, people going up to him in the middle of the casino, taking pictures. With oh him yeah. Stuff, I was kind of going crazy and being really happy cause he got to take a picture and everything, him smiling and all that shit and that feedback interaction. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, to see people come up to you and say, Oh, and, and then they always have like a little story and yeah. it's just like so awesome to have that kind of, you know, people doing that to you and it's everybody really wants to cool. buy him a drink and he's like uh i don't drink just give me the money and <laughs> <laughs> no. you know it was so cool and you had fun out there you enjoyed the deep dish you enjoyed your little uh sightseeing and all that oh yeah and, and we scored in so much free food it's, it's, it's a trip because first because we first our flight got in like a five six o'clock in the morning we couldn't check in our hotel like to maybe like supposed to be, supposed to be like two o'clock but right. they let us go in early and they go oh here you know what you can just go have free breakfast so they gave us a free breakfast when we got That's there and then um the next day we got free breakfast and then we wanted to have pizza so it was like 45 minute wait for the pizza deep dish I believe, deep right? dish pizza yeah 45 minute 45 minute wait the official pizza of the chicago cubs yes and it, <laughs> so i'm where i'm sitting i'm looking at the kitchen and i'm i'm starving because i haven't eaten and I'm because since I'm be diabetic now, I just had a banana for you know breakfast. <laughs> so I'm watching these pizzas come out, and I'm telling Carlos, Carlos, there's our pizza, and I'm excited about having this pizza, right? So they pass out all the pizzas, pizzas, and our pizza doesn't come out. I said, I know that had to be our pizza. It's already been 45 minutes. Right. So then the guy brings more pizzas out, and I said, okay, one of those is ours. 
nope, still they start passing all these pizzas. And no, no, I go, come on, it's already past 45 minutes. So then the girl picks up the takes one of the pizzas, takes it, and then brings it back and puts it on the counter. And it's already like 10 minutes. I'm thinking, I know that pizza has to be ours. <laughs> so then she finally comes up to me and says, you know what? They gave your pizza to somebody else. So, and I know you're starving. So she goes, oh, we can actually give you this pizza if you want it. We'll comp it. And I said, yes, I'm starving. So we ate a pizza for free. <laughs> was Carlos happy? I guess. <laughs> right so, on. So, yeah, it was it was cool. We had a you know free meal. And. I did the Laugh Factory, and that was pretty awesome. How is that in Chicago compared to the one in L.A.? It's the same. In uh, in Long Beach. No different? No. I mean, it's it's big and stuff. But, but the it's same still, feel? It's, it's oh, like, the same feel, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, carpeted and done up the same way? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to that one. I've it has only a been to Long Beach uh, I think it has, L.A. A, has a big... I think maybe it's the same stage as the um, the one in Long Beach. Really? Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the one in Hollywood stage is little, but that one, they had a big, it was a big stage. And how was it performing there opposed to L.A.? You know what? I, I it was actually the same. Really? Yeah. You didn't feel it different? No, no. I didn't. I, oh my god, there's white people. Oh my god, there's like uh, Middle Easterns or nah. no? not at all. I just felt you know my materials for everybody. So <laughs> there you have it, folks. Yeah. A universal appeal. Well, thank you very much, Gracie, for doing this. Thank you. I'm glad you had me on it. And you know, let everybody know I'm a question lady. Oh yeah. So give us a cool, give us a question. That way, people can hit you back on your Instagram, on your Twitter, and uh, your Facebook. And what's your Facebook, by the way? Oh, my Facebook is. Um, Gracie Armijo, I think. Oh, yeah. Gracie Armijo. <laughs> Gracie there you go. Armijo. She doesn't remember. And how about know. Twitter? Twitter is, um, I think it's Gracie, G-R-A-Y-C, mm-hmm. Armijo, A-R-M-I-J-O. And Instagram? Instagram, I think it's the same thing. You fucking with Snapchat yet? Uh, well, I'm testing it, remember? Same thing? Yeah. Rodrigo's tr- testing me, uh, showing me how to use that Snapchat. So you got a question for any of the peoples out here? It's Thanksgiving. I might give him tomorrow a break. Today's question was, um, are you going to have Thanksgiving at home or a restaurant? And I had everybody say home and one person said restaurant. So there you have it, folks. Are you going to have Thanksgiving at your home or your restaurant? Right on, Gracie. Thank you so much. Keep shining. Thank you, Rodrigo. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Killing me over here. So, yeah, man, that's uh, Gracie Armijo. And uh, hell yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys had a good time. You guys keep shining. Um, oh, yeah, and fucking I forgot some shout outs, huh? I'm going to fucking shout out right now from the Snapchat family, right? And that's uh, to Christine Ramos, Ron, Carlos Michel, uh, Rigo91, Fred Wrecker, which I'm going to be doing a podcast a little, in a little while, uh, Chinguin1, my cousin Erica Torres, Mimo, Fabian Torres, Luis Banuelos, yeah, dog. Joaquin Maya, uh, Dizzle CM, Not Her, Victor Eagle Rock, Lada1996, Christopher Lomelli, and Team Snapchat, and Marcos Ramos, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You guys have a wonderful uh, rest of the weekend. And uh, we'll be coming back at you guys live. Thank you very much. And keep shining. And uh, check out this jam. Peace out.